Welcome to my podcast. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening once again. Man, um, this is the Joyful Podcast. It is a raw journal of the mindful revolution uh, that we are experiencing right now. And I am the host and sometimes co-host if I get somebody else on with me, but today it's just me. My name is Ethan Edward Sherritt. My life is changing and uh, in, in, in so many ways. My focus, my foundation, my grounding, my, my direction. You know, I mean, I still look like the same guy. I still talk the same. There's a few components of this podcast, which I should lay out for you again. One of them is describing what's going on with my life, what has been transpiring since the last one, the last time I checked in. And the other, another component is what's going on in the news that I think is relevant relevant um to to you know share to propel this uh, movement this revolution as i call it that's happening and it's sure picking up steam so i have some cool things to share with you today not only just like news articles um but even like some events if you happen to live in in certain areas and the third thing is i am in the middle of uh doing a a journey through the chakras and describing what how that is to me and i'm not i haven't gone to the fourth chakra i've i've explained the first 3 and my experience with that so far but i haven't gone to the fourth one um so i won't be going into the fourth one today maybe i'll just review a little bit about those at some point but first first things first all right first things first little beat and um, Friday, last weekend, I didn't, I think I'd got an interview done, but I did not uh, publish anything, even though my, my ambition is Tuesdays and Fridays to give something, give something to this uh, platform. Friday was my last day working at this job that I've been at for about three and a half years, and... Today was like kind of an official, <laughs> official end to that because I was able to give back like all the keys for all the, the real estate properties that I manage and give back my work phone and like basically close down my emails that come to me, you know. So from now on, all these people that need things uh, that I used to have to, that I used to take care of, you know, all day long, every day, you know, I... I this is like the first day when nothing is coming to me at all that I that I have to be responsible for work. So this is the beginning of this sabbatical and this journey that I'm taking. And it is so it's it's almost even hard for me to even settle on because I've just like I'm used to if I get a moment, if Jack goes to sleep, uh, you know, there's a few things that I'm I've been like holding on in my brain that that somebody's depending on that I'm like all right, when am I going to do that? How do I optimize that with our little crew? How do I how do I make that happen and, and coordinate? So, dang, I guess the mind is is uh, going to sabbatical mode and still transition mode. And the other part of that transition is, you know, things are still being sold and thrown away at an alarming rate. I'm getting rid of everything. I'm scanning documents and saving them, you know, as PDFs and not uh, so I don't have like this document you know packet that i have to carry around with me everywhere 
um, except for like the really vital things like identification, obviously. And speaking of that, uh, one of these little like coincidences that happened today is uh, right after I gave my keys to my supervisor and kind of signed off on things, I checked my mailbox and my passport came in, my brand new passport on that same day. So not only did I unanchor from this geographic place, but I also got wings, so to speak, um, because now my passport, which hadn't been expired, because I don't I hardly ever travel anyway. I haven't gone out of the country in years. Um, but now I am able to. And it just happened at the same time. So what I, as soon as I opened up that mailbox and I saw like the, the mailings from the U.S. government, I was like, are you serious? On the same day, that is so awesome. Um, so let me... Uh, that's some general stuff. Um, I'm going to get into catching you up on how it's going. And I probably sound happy and I am happy. And I've been doing these, um, these staying on point with yoga, tai chi, and a study of the chakras. And a study of just philosophies that can allow you to go forward after a challenging time and, and to reassess things and to, I guess some people say, flip it. You can flip it, you know, flip your negative experience, flip your uh, negative circumstances into something that's not only good, but even better. And that's something that I've just been diving into and trying to share. But I want to step back and say that for anybody like the, for anybody who thinks like oh so what you're just always happy and then you meet like some people who are like i don't know a yogi or a a buddhist or a, a zenful person overall i mean some people some people don't do any of these things but they have they just naturally have have this balance that has always served them very well and they experience a really really joyful life um my brother josh is that way uh, man, what a guy. My friend Wayne is that way. Really, really just balanced, just pleasurable people. And I'm sure you know people in your life this way. My manager at my old management uh, company. Wow, what a, a ball of light she is. And, um, you know, I don't hear her going around professing like, <laughs> uh, just did yoga and my chakras are great. You know, it's just a natural an outlook that some people have. So, you might be thinking like, so if you do these things, and great, you've taken these steps, so great, so permanent, permanent, happy now? And it does make me question that because no, there, there's never a, like a permanently happy. I mean, I am really focused on some awesome positive charges forward that are taking us uh, to a new place in a new way with a new understanding of things. But there are times that negative feelings like bad bad memories, bad imagery still comes up. And I, I wrote this down. I, I like to kind of wing it when I talk on this thing here because that's it feels good to open up that way and just see where we go. But I remember earlier today thinking like, damn, there, there is pain and memories that I don't think they're going to go away. Maybe the, the actual pain will get less until it's maybe nothing until you have some kind of new stimulus for pain and like later in life or something like that. But the memories 
those things are not going to go away. The imagery that, that you have from, from like your past life, it, it's still going to come, come back, whether it's good times with a, a past person or, um, you know, a loved one who's either no longer here or you're no longer together. Because you, you're in deep with these people. You, your life included them. I mean, your unique soul and this life like included this this other person and so many so many laughs and smiles and and experiences and inside jokes and connection physically spiritually everything those things are are wired into your brain now and in a in a moment of like you know 30 minutes into your yoga session or of great breathing and meditation you're feeling great and you can make those make your whole life really feel lined up and fantastic but you know what about when you're something jerks you awake at 3:30 in the morning and then you're just like whoa what i used to have a whole different life what the hell happened how can this be and you can't come to grips with it so i just want you to know that 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 still happens to me sometimes and it's it's not as tough as it used to be it's at least i know that there is definitely progress that i have made but i want people to know that that's okay and i'm not here to pretend that oh yeah i've taken this magic pill and now i'm all all groovy it's it's pretty exciting and man damn i had one of the best days of my life yesterday um which is rare for a sunday for me because usually sunday comes with this uh the end of the sunday approaches and it's like oh wow what did i not get done before this crazy work week is about to kick off again and just plunge me into a an abyss of tasks and uh an unachievable problem solving uh so i think i've that's basically what I wanted to say is that it's it's not all groovy all the time, but there is always something out there to learn and focus on. And and not only something, but other people who are willing to just, who have, to me, have been amazing to just say, dude, whatever you want to talk about, I can, I can talk about that too. And and they've gone there and they've supported me and given me love and support in so many ways. And they will do it for you too. I will. Shoot, email me, ethan.shareit at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram or something like that. And I would love to um, hear a bit about if you uh, have a question or you know, you, you're not sure for some reason or other, I'll, I'd be happy to put on my thinking hat and see if I can figure out a way to to offer you a good word or two. I'd love to do that. Especially now that I am uh, officially away, from, I guess, between uh, careers right now. What else did I want to say? You guys don't want to just hear me playing a drum for like 20 minutes. Do you, Brian? Um, so... That's that's the question about 
about some kind sometimes heartbreak can stay with you and i i don't know if it ever goes away completely cuz what do you do i mean there's questions that i have i mean having a balanced and aligned chakra doesn't make you somehow have this clear understanding of of love again you know i guess it could but I, there are questions that that come up like do i love this person did i love this person or did i love love and it worked with that person i think that both of those things could happen and should happen but absolutely i the idea of sharing and love is just so so important that when you you get somebody and you 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 give that to them and you you receive it from them then to go away from that you just you i guess both things are missing both the person and that feeling right so those two things side by side are still there you are you're still longing for like i had I had, you know, love. I had that. And you also love that person. But now, going forward, you think about about both of those things a little bit. So those are some, like, deep questions that sometimes will still remain. And meditating and doing whatever mindful practices you can do allow you to step away from those troubling questions a little bit. And each time you come back to them, hopefully have a more mindful attitude about them. And that's what this is. That's what this is all about, is having a mindful attitude about every uh, aspect of your life and, and, and the world. And, and so many people are doing that, that it's changing things little by little. And do I have any other updates about that? I guess I still haven't figured out the first destination of where, where we're going. I mean, I know we're going to head uh, either north or south before we go east and uh, spend time with folks in Colorado. And we're also going to spend time with some folks in the, like the, the D.C. area and in, in, in Virginia, the lower part of Virginia, too. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that road trip. And, man, it's a road trip with a toddler. He's he's doing great like on if he can get back from santa monica on a sunday in the afternoon without crying that's like a stop and go traffic for an hour and a half for us um we'll see i think i think he's a little trooper man it's gonna be fun we'll sing a lot of songs on the way and so forth um i'm gonna miss some people here i'm gonna miss uh some special people that that have really stepped up, especially lately, to uh, to make my world just so much better. Just be a, a light in my life. It's it's gonna be, you know, tough to miss them. But going forward is also just the uh, the motivation and and something that we greatly look forward to. So that's uh, where I'm at and continue to try to sh share that with you and and um 
I did save some things that I was looking through the, the news today. And to, to make you think that, to make you think, to, to show you how much this is picking up steam, and you probably heard it a lot before. I remember one of the early episodes I did, I just said, I'm going to just introduce the phrase. Most of you probably know what it is, TM, Transcendental Meditation. But if you haven't, you're going to hear it again soon. TM, TM, like that's how phrases work when somebody first, when they introduce it to you. And then it, I don't know what phenomenon that is, but you hear it again almost immediately in your life. And little things have been coming up to me like that. Um, a good friend of mine pointed out the word joy kept coming up. And this was just like two days ago. And I said, see, there's that word again, joy. I've been, I never paid attention so much to it before. And uh, she said, well, you, you put out there, if you put something out there, sure enough, it's going to come back. Um, the first time I checked my Facebook today, they're like the big, you know, if one of your friends, it's their birthday, it, that's like the main, I think that's the main thing, like, it'll show, the first thing, it'll be like, hey, it's this guy's birthday, this girl's birthday. It said it's their birthday today, and this this friend of mine is wearing a big hat that just said joy on it. <laughs> I was like, joy, man there it is again it just keeps coming back so look for that word joy and and joyful and remember that joy does have a little pain with it and a lot of people will tell you that joy isn't isn't joyful if there's not also pain to to come and understand joy better with so i should be grateful for these uh you know some of the moments like i've had uh the past few nights of uh of a little bit of wondering you know how, how to process some of these some of these memories and, and images that don't that just come back you know they come back it's not like they're they're always there but they they are vivid and they come back um so on to the uh the news what's in the news i saved a couple of things and see if you've maybe you've read some of these uh articles let me go to my gallery the gallery and check out these uh things i saved um first one is that uh I, it was fascinating to me like a while ago i was telling you that like even in publications that are typically not uh holistic minded or Hookus pookus stuff like that, like big, like mainstream stuff. It's so mainstream now. Um, this is an article from Business Insider, and this is actually, this could be two components of this. This could be technique and method, as well as news, because this article from Business Insider um, from June second, um, it's it's some great advice, and it's just like. This is not an article about introducing meditation and mindfulness. This is Business Insider just with the starting assumption that this is already a, a, ma a massively important part of our society. It's, it's just an article about this guy who's offering good advice about meditation. It's not introducing meditation to anyone. And this is in Business Insider now. Um, this, uh, this author, his name is Chade Meng Tan. And he wrote a book in 2012, 
and and he uh, I guess interviewed somebody at business interviewed with somebody at Business Insider, and the title of their article I think is well I don't know if the title of it but the first sentence is the best meditation tip I've ever heard is this and it's from Mage, uh, Chade Ming Tan, and he said do less than you can. Wow, that's it. Boom. Do less than you can. I my One of my first interviews that I had was my friend Travis. And he's a guy who meditates for two to three hours every single morning. And when he said that, I thought like, geez, we're talking sweat. We're talking wrestling with your mind. That's like wrestling a freaking alligator. And a really, really labor, laborious process. But he came to that... Uh, you know, through years of, of practice. And now he's, he's like, dude, yeah, two hours. I meditate sometimes three. Um, if it's like all put together throughout the day. Well, this guy says, if you're starting out, um, especially if you're starting out, do much less than you think is, is difficult. If you are doing one of those, uh, mindfulness apps like calm or, um, or aware, or there's a lot of them now. Uh, Headspace, Headspace is one I haven't tried myself, but I've heard is, is awesome. I really like Calm. I've, I, I liked Aware at first, but I, I kind of fell out of love with that. I just stopped. I found myself stopped using it. Um, if so, he says if you are doing a five minute one of those and it, or five minutes on your own, um, and it becomes difficult at five minutes then tomorrow just try to do like four, four minutes. And that's brilliant because he is saying you're go you, you need to make sure it is a joyful process or else you're not going to latch onto it in your life. You're not going to keep on doing it. If you're like, oh, just like the gym. I've, I've told people before that have been out of going to the gym and I tell myself all the time that, dude, it's, I know how hard I work out when I work out or when I'm in the groove of working out. So sometimes knowing how intense that I've been um, will make me think like, dude, do I have that in me today? I might, you know, I might not even go. I just, you know, then you find one of those excuses like, oh, dang, I, I couldn't get there today. Well, this is part, this is going to make, this is like me saying, you know what, if I get in there and do the easiest thing, ride a stationary bicycle with not much resistance for 20 minutes. I'm going to have, my heart rate's going to have gotten up. I will have exercised and it's, it's going to be a process that I actually will like instead of like wondering if I can get there. And that just really goes along with this. I remember this one, this one guy I work with, he was been trying to get back into the gym and he told me, and man, he honestly probably has, 50 to 70 extra pounds to lose before he'd start, you know, feeling really good. Um, I mean, you feel good the whole way, even if you just are doing it and haven't lost any weight yet. So I don't want to say before he feels good, but I'm just saying, you know, before, like, according to those doctor's charts and stuff like that, before you'd start saying, like, I'm in that zone that, that I, I don't have much more work to do as far as losing. So that, I don't, I don't want to sit say he wouldn't feel good now but he says haven't been to the gym in a long time yesterday i went and i did pull-ups chin-ups now my like back is you know really really sore 
And I just, I said, dude, you can't, don't. But pull-ups, really like pull-ups with your freaking body weight, though that takes such time to get back into the rhythm of. That's the most difficult thing you can do if you've been out of it, just holding yourself up and holding, grabbing onto that bar and pulling your body weight up. Wow, just even a few of those for me, if I haven't done it in months, is really hard. So I said, dude, don't just get in there and do something super easy for 20 minutes, and I bet that you'll you'll go back again the following day. That and you won't, your muscles won't hurt like crazy. So same type of thing, um, and that's from Business Insider. That that article was just like, you know, they need content, and that's a great uh, article that they put on there about a, a mindful uh, practice and a tip for for business people. Um, he said, so you might find yourself, um, another thing he says, you're going to start being mindful throughout the day on uh, and other things. And that's one of the goals is, you know, sitting there, like drinking a, a glass of water, take time to notice what you're doing and see if you can have a joyful glass of water. And this, oh, this is the best thing that he said. And I'm going to try to do this right here. It, he says, is it this one? Oh, secretly, when you pass someone, you know, or when you think of somebody or you notice, just anybody you notice, secretly wish for them to be happy, to find something happy. And, you know, do it in secret yeah, I hope that guy has a happy day. And he says that that's, that's going to start making you feel happy. <laughs> sounds sounds uh, too easy, but you can, maybe you can try that. Hope that person's happy. I saw a guy today, you know, I'm walking around with Jack outside, I, I, coming back from the park. And the guy had his window down in his car and he's driving by. And maybe I think what what happened is like happens millions of times uh, you know, a day, somebody has their blinker on and they're gonna turn left. So, so you you don't go, and then they turn they turn off their blinker and they go straight. And so that guy that was waiting for him to turn left and ended up not. You know, he so he basically was wait. That guy had to face come face to face with the fact that he waited for three minutes or for three seconds with a guy who didn't end up turning when he should have just gone. So it's like you held me up for three seconds, and I think he said effing moron you know and he just had that <laughs> that freaking traffic face that you get not only in LA but everywhere but LA it's just like you know I know that guy's not a bad guy and doesn't probably go around calling everybody an effing moron but it's it does that to you when you have an urgent place to get to and you can't get there because you're on one of these little side streets that's just so congested and and uh, so me and Jack got to hear on our lovely, you know, walk home from or walk back to the van from a park. <laughs> All of a sudden we get to hear effing moron. Jeez. Um, so I didn't know it then. But uh, now I'm hoping that guy has has a happy evening, you know, and I'm hoping he listens to this podcast. So which is like a real pipe dream, pipe dream. Um, that's one of the articles, and and that, since that's Business Insider, um, obviously it's really funny that that's an article about just a meditative uh, tool, 
And then right at the bottom, it says it's Business Insider. It says, get the latest Google stock price by clicking here. So that's funny. Just, you know, business, meditation and business. And that article is by Shana Leibowitz from June 2nd, Business Insider. Um, this, this next one is, is really awesome, really fascinating. And it is that film director David Lynch. Some pe- like people who know the guy are usually like, oh my gosh, David Lynch. Um, I don't really know him that much, but I know he's just well, well respected. Uh, he's achieved a lot. And I guess in Hollywood, that's the same thing. If you've achieved a lot, you're respected. Um, he is opening like right now being they're building um, a transcendental meditation facility on Capitol Hill in, in Washington, D.C. And he is really focused on spreading He's been doing transcendental meditation himself, it says, since 2005. And he's doing something that I am absolutely stoked about. One of the reasons that I have have gotten attached to continuing my podcast is to share the, the momentum. And, and I actually, you know, three or four episodes in, I named it. I named the podcast that a document documentation of of this that's getting huge people want to share and i'm i'm definitely right there alongside and saying man this is going to change the way that we uh we operate and change the way that we understand each other treat each other and and he is doing it change the way the people that uh that he says run our government um you know make sure they are open to to that so some of the questions that they asked him um is how has practicing transcendental meditation changed your life, David Lynch? And he said, even more than you could imagine winning a trillion dollar mega jackpot. And I don't think he's exaggerating. He's just saying just immensely, right? And next question is, why has this been so, has cause been so important to you? He says, because I know that transcending every day, what has done for me, I would like to see others enjoy the same thing. Cool. Very, very simple, straight to the point. Why did you decide on Capitol Hill as a place to open some of these centers? And he said, we live in an epidemic of trauma and stress, and nowhere is that more apparent than for the dedicated men and women who are working every day to keep our, our government running. A convenient location to allow these leaders to find out more about meditation and its potential usefulness to address these problems seem both timely and right. So kudos upon you, sir. Kudos upon you. And kudos upon you if you just give that a shot and you try to go to one of these if you live out in that area. And, um, you know, even if people don't, even if like the guy and or girl in the government that you think needs this the most, um, even if they don't go, it is affecting it's energy that's going towards that right around them, right around where they are. So the other people around there, that's how like cultural shifts happen. And that's how revolutions happen. Um, because a lot of people all around got interested in it, And all of a sudden, boom, it's considered an age that shifts things like the Renaissance. And, you know, I, it's a little bit of feelings of, um, of grandeur. Um, but I, I don't think so just cause it's everywhere that 
this could be a new renaissance. It's kind of time. It's kind of time to revolutionize little by little. And, and it might be a revolution as that lasts as long as the renaissance, which to all of my history buff listeners, you guys know how long that was. I don't. I don't know. But, uh, you know, you probably do. If not, look it up <laughs> and let me know. The Renaissance started on this date um, and it lasted through this date. That'd be great to know. Um, you know, now that I'm not working, maybe I'll have a chance to pour some more data like that into, into this podcast. Um, anything else? Oh, as, as kind of a journalist, I, I'm always, uh, when you see a headline that it comes with, man, I, I, this, for some reason, this screenshot didn't save. I'm having trouble, uh, finding it, but this one article that I also got from courts today, I, I've never read anything on courts.com like courts, like, uh, it's actually qz.com. They, they tend to, uh, crank out a little bit of clickbait, right? Um, and every kind of news outlet does now. I mean, it's it's kind of all about clickbait. For Business Insider, it's, it's about like just making sure that the content is there because they have subscribers. But for some of the smaller ones, they, they, they look for what's hot. And that's how you can tell something's really big is because there's somebody comes out on the flip side of it, right? And this article is definitely about that. And I think the title is, yeah, here it is. There's a dark side to meditation that no one talks about. Okay. So this is, they wouldn't use that as their clickbait uh, headline if it wasn't like really hot, right? If this wasn't hot, and this is from May 29th. So, you know, a week old or a little over a week, maybe, um, by Lila McClellan. And it's one of those, as a journalist, I, there's got to be a name for this of, about just like the, the flip side under underbelly uh, appeal of, of your headline. And that I'll say it again one more. There's a dark side to meditation that no one talks about. Okay. Um, and then it goes on to say, the first thing she says, we've all heard about the benefits of meditation ad nauseum. Those disciplined enough to practice regularly are rewarded with increased control over their brain waves and stuff like that and balance. And then it goes on to say that there's a study though. There's a study of like 10,000 of these people who are, who practice mindfulness and meditation. And some of them report feelings of negativity during some of their meditations. Ooh. Um, yeah, it, it can release, it can bring things out. Um, but it, that's just like the middle of the article. And by the end, it really just diffuses the whole, the whole uh, drama of the headline by saying like, well, you know, those people who did report negative feelings said that they felt neutral about that feeling. Like they felt okay with having that because in their pursuit of mindfulness, they are aware that negative feelings do happen. So it kind of goes towards what I was saying a little bit. Um, I haven't had an experience where I'm doing any of my meditation practices and I've had the negativity come into me per se, but I don't have 
you know, war-related, like PTSD or, or some catastrophic uh, thing that I w- had to go through, um, like being bombed or being in a, you know, some kind of a terrorist attack or anything like that. I just have, you know, personal pain. And that, that hasn't come to me. It's those things that I was talking about earlier, those come when I, when I can't sleep or when I just notice a picture or when somebody mentions, you know, the holidays or, or something like that. Or when I see, man, this is a tough thing about when you recently become, uh, you know, become single again, is when you see like a, a couple that is like it, is happy is super happy or like a family uh dude you just you're like that was me that's supposed to be me that's me that's us and you feel everything from sometimes i feel like they're freaking doing it on purpose like they're like they know and they're just like you know kissing in front of me just so that to, to laugh at me or something and I know that's not true but that's how it, it kind of feels and it's sometimes it's even difficult to greet uh, and hang out <laughs> with those people as as happy as I would just hanging out with, uh, <laughs> with a single person and that's that's bad I, I'm, I'm that's not going to be my permanent state for sure I'm, I'm getting over that um I met, I I ran into this guy at the beach that I hadn't seen for like 10 years maybe. And he was a, you know, 20 something year old Hollywood dude running around and uh, modeling and and all of this. Great, great guy. Um, And now, you know, I haven't seen him since that. It's really funny. I saw him yesterday and he's got four kids now and he introduced me to this sweet, sweet wife of, uh, you know, of eight years and their four kids. And I was like, dude, really? You, you who, uh, you know, wanted me to go to a, a modeling party at the standard or some, you know, hip spot like that about 10 years ago when we went, I didn't know what to do. And it was, but you see, it was like his element, you know, um, now he's got the four kids and he just ha- he's just doing super well and super happy. And he had, he must have had a little mercy on me because I said, "Dude, you seem like you are you are in heaven right now. You what an amazing blessing. Your family just every single day. You must just be like, oh yes, I love it." And uh, he said, <laughs> he said, "Yeah, it's you know, it's you know, it's cool. Yeah, it's it's hard though, you know." And he laughed and he he asked about Jack and I and and what we're doing and you know, I told him traveling, time off of work for a while in the van. And he he said, "Oh, that seems cool." <laughs> he said, "That seems cool." So uh, the grass is always greener in some capacity, but people, your family grass is uh, green, and even when there are weeds in it, uh, just value that, cherish that family grass, would you? And. Um, and I'll try to cherish every every step of the way along along this path. Oh, so is there anything else to discuss? Um, I, I did the a couple of articles. Now I'll invite you to someplace. Do you happen to live in uh, Maryland, in uh, 
Frederick, Maryland, by, by any chance. One of the things that I highlighted here is just, I should do this. I should say if I hear of a meditation course offering, um, it's not getting any, any uh, shares or anything, but it's some kind of a press release. Hey, next week, starting June 14th, Wednesday, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., this, uh, this Buddhist and meditative guide, uh, host Jerry Webster, is doing a four-week four course titled The Power of Being Present. The four Buddhist, my phone keeps turning off, the four Buddhist foundations of mindfulness. And that's at one West Church Street, top floor, downtown Frederick, Maryland. Um, so that's cool. I feel like I've actually shared something that's about to happen. And freaking Brian lives in Texas, so he's not going. So I don't know who, who's actually going to go to this. But uh, at least I shared. And that's one of the things that makes me feel good is to share. To share. And to play the drum. I got to sit up a little better to play this thing for you. Because uh, if I'm sitting low, you can't, you can't really play it. But uh, thank you for listening once again. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, you would be the first. But you would be appreciated. Ethan.shareit at gmail.com Did I tell you that this is on iTunes now? So thank you, Podbean for, you know, kind of allowing me to somehow do the right things that it took to uh, get this on iTunes. And it's on Google Play Podcasts. So you can look for it on iTunes. And, oh my gosh, I'm about to <laughs> request a review on iTunes, like like the best podcasts that I always listen to do. That feels kind of legitimizing, but also a little bit... um. A little bit premature. <laughs> I don't know. I guess everybody's got to have a first comment, right? Um, a first rating or review on iTunes. And so I'm requesting, please, if you hear this and any part of it you think is a good thing to have in the universe, for any reason, if that's all you say, like, hey, I don't listen to this thing that much. It's not that great, but it's a good thing in the universe and I'm, I'm happy. Uh, just say that, you know? <sighs> all right. Thank you for listening to the Joyful Podcast. I love you.